With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Conan. What it do, boom. Have you been looking for a new addition to your fitness routine lately? Yes, and I have found one. Really? Did you know that at-home boxing is one of the safest and most effective forms of exercise? That's you know it. That? That's well, it. Let me, yeah, allow me to introduce you to Fight Camp. It's an interactive at-home boxing. Fight Camp brings the best workout in the world into your home and makes it fun. Explore thousands of workouts led by expert trainers with decades of experience teach you proper boxing form and technique. Fight Camp also has live punch counting stats that motivate you to push harder and help you map out your progress. Knock out achievements or go head-to-head against other members from across the country, across the living room. Joe, have you done this product before? Yeah, I actually started it last week, man. Bro, how, how, what's, what's it like? It's really, you know, you don't have to leave the house or go to the gym, so there's no excuse not to exercise. It's right in front of you. Uh, the lessons are, are extensive. They're detailed, and that's good if you don't have any boxing training at all, which I don't. And uh, the bag, it's not that cumbersome. You can stand it up wherever you want. You can put it to the side when you're not using it. And, I mean, between that, using the lessons and competing against whoever you want, friends, family, or just strangers around the world, it, it gives it an, an interactive uh, part to it. It makes it a lot of fun, man. But I've really been enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, one of the best things about Fight Camp is it makes boxing, it makes boxing accessible to everyone. No matter what fitness level you're at, what your age is, what your experience with boxing is, you can do it. I know a lot of people out there, you know, probably haven't been to fight in their life, and Fight Camp can teach you, like, if you get bullied or get picked on, you know, you, you know, at least you know how to punch somebody in the face, and you're going to have a great time. Um, so how do you think you would rank on the Fight Camp leaderboard, Joe? Would you be in first place, you think? Oh, I'm working my way up to the top 10 worldwide. There's no doubt about that. No good grief. So join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home. Fight Camp packages start just $99. Even off some great financing options, you can get started as low as $9 a month. It's so cheap. To get everything you need, go to fightcamp.com slash Conan to learn more. That's F-I-G-H-T-C-A-M-P dot com slash K-O-N-N-A-N. I've been in really bad condition, really bad condition because I haven't been training. And I used to train. I've been training since I was a little kid. And uh, we use everything that we sell on this show. We use ourselves, and the fight camp has been incredible because, as Joe mentioned, because Joe's the one that told me about it. As Joe mentioned, you know, you don't have to go to the gym, you don't have to change, you don't have to park anywhere, you don't have to pay gym memberships, and plus, like I used to box in the service, and so I have a punching bag in my garage. And when you hit it, it swings back and forth, and you know somebody's got to hold it for you to really you know punch it and this nobody has to hold it it doesn't swing back and forth you don't got to hook it from the top of the roof it just stands on the floor and you can go out there and you and they have little video sessions so if you only got 15 minutes you can do a 15 minute workout and it works every single you know muscle in your body it's, i highly recommend it go to fightcamp.com slash conan to learn more that's f-i-g-h-t-c-a-m-p.com slash k-o-n-n-a-n Next is from CJ Emanuel, and the subject is finishers. I uh, hope you had a happy New Year, K100 friends, and recently came across one of those WrestleMania-type t- top 10 lists videos about finishes co-opted by WWE superstars, and two points jumped out. I'll take a wild guess what one of the points is. Take a wild guess what this guy's going to bring two stealing people. No, 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 no. We were just talking about one of the guys. Take a wild guess. Macho Man? No. Let me read the next sentence. Conan taught Brett the Sharpshooter at the beginning of his singles right. run, directed by Pat Patterson, and Muhammad Hassan asked Eddie Guerrero to stop using the camel clutch because Hassan wanted to use the finish in honor of the Sheik. And Eddie cut a promo because Sheik learned the move from Gori, and Hassan should have known that. Can you corroborate on both? That's an interesting story. Wow, that's true. <laughs> so Eddie tried, that is great. The Sheik tried to jump, try to get Del right. Eddie. 
hey, you can't use the Sheik's move because I'm going to use it. I said, what are you talking about? It's not the Sheik's move. It's my dad's move. <laughs> Bro, he did invent the camel clutch. <laughs> That's, That's great. True. Yeah. He also had that other move. I don't know if you know what it looks like, the Gory special. No, mm-hmm. what's that? Where you put the guy, oh, like you had him on your back like a backbreaker, but he slides uh-huh. down. Right. And you're holding his arms and his legs are hooked on you. Oh, that's right. Like a you're hooking him right. like this, like you're squeezing. Right. Like you're bending his back backwards. Right, 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 right. right. His dad invented uh, that too, Corey yeah. Guerrero. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to hear that promo. Right. Yeah. Eddie kind of like, hey, what the fuck are you right. talking about? Because Eddie, Eddie, bro, Eddie, my yeah. dad, right? <laughs> Eddie, Eddie could probably beat you pretty good. I think yeah. Hassan was kind of set up to do that. Because he was like a new guy, and a lot of people, a lot of guys didn't like him, or they, they'd mess with him. So I think that's someone, a great rib. Yeah, someone yeah. was like, "You got to." That's protect, a great rib. You got to right. protect your move. You got to protect your move. Eddie can't use that. You know, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Next is from MK Flores, and the subject is episode three twenty eight. Mark Matt, or K one hundred crew. First off, episode three twenty eight was the best episode ever. Mark Madden taking down the conversation terrorist and wanted to come through the screen and punch him. Finally. <laughs> Mm. Oh, my question is, where can I get an Addicted to the Blade t-shirt? Uh, Happy Michael. New Year's, everyone. Hey, MK bla- ban this bum. Month. Yeah, for a month. Michael, One Michael, month. Michael. By the uh, way, that's uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash CC with Joe Feeney, in case you were serious. Next is from John <laughs> Flynn and the WWE wrestlers that were fired from not getting the COVID vax. Do you think the few WWE talent that were fired from not wanting to get the vax are vindicated after all these years? Nia Jax is healthier than ever. Drake Wirtz is wrestling weekly in his cardio for days. Meanwhile, total healthy Triple H had weird heart issues and almost died. I said that's why Triple H had those heart issues, but I'm sure the unvaccinated wrestlers that were fired don't think they were wrong. Could this end up in a lawsuit? Um, well, lawsuit. I don't know if they were, they were all fired. I mean, Nia Jax, maybe. I don't, I don't know. That was but a no, rumor. They're, they're, yeah, I, I don't know. But they're coming out like the, the whole vax stuff is like it's 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 very clear that if you were young and healthy, you didn't need it. And they were mandating people get in. Like this is the last people you want to give it to. But I will say this too: like the, this whole thing about, I read something. You know, like like people, they're talking about like athletes having heart issues, right? But this was like a story like four like four or five years ago where it was a story, but it wasn't really players? covered. Well, they're just the athletes that were having heart, you know, like having heart. This is not a story that started with the COVID vax. This was a story from before. And I would say this to go, unless they skated the system and uh, unless they kind of like, what's the word I want to use here? Okay, well, let me tell me. If the guys that supposedly were vaccinated, like the the professional athletes, weren't really vaccinated and just got the the card that said, bro, there hasn't been a lot of vaccine injuries among among professional athletes that I've seen in this this country. One of the questions that I always hear a lot of people say is what's the end game right mm-hmm. and today's day and age end game is always the same money mm-hmm. because think about this if they if they put that article you said it was five years old right mm-hmm. okay five years ago and nobody really read it because there was more important shit going on you know maybe mm-hmm. it's around the time Chapo got caught or right. you know somebody died and you know whatever and people that wasn't important news but now the vaccine's out. People are scared, and they're saying they may have heart issues with this shit. Now everybody's reading it. Right. And it's just monetization, bro. Right. That's why you see so much misinformation, because people click on to see what the fuck is going on. Right. And some people believe it. Either right. way, whether you believe it, you don't believe it, you send it to somebody, watch it again, it's monetizing. Right. Well, the, 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 the fascinating thing about this is, 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 is if we're in a day and age where we're talking about disinformation, misinformation, everything, bro. It's like we have like like Twitter. You you see these things called Twitter Spaces, where there'll be like a big group discussion, forty people in a room, and they're all going, they're all on Twitter, they're all mic'd up, and they're all they have conversations, bro. We have to start being able to debate people with different opinions of information and put them out there, and let's debate the issue and find out who has the information and who has the misinformation. But there's no public debates on these things. You have one people coming on saying, hey, I'm right. And somebody saying, no, you're not. And say, okay, well, that guy needs to be canceled because he's questioning me, right? Well, let's debate it. Let's, let's, let, I want to hear the debate. You know what I'm saying? And then if one side's willing to debate and the other side's not willing to debate, I think it can make the judgment who's the one that has the misinformation and who's the one that's informed. You know, so I, I think that for the public square, that's what we need to go, do going forward. Just put it all out there. Put it all out there. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you decide. what I would, let me tell you what I would put all out there. I would put, 
Joe with stunner shades and <laughs> and doing the the manscaping thing <laughs> and and sell it like internationally because <clears throat> bro he's gotta have like a big twink bear and the twink bear foundation from australia our listeners twink bear. So, you know. yeah. next is from so sleepy entertainment the subject is aw's women's division do you think it would better make it would make better sense for aw to only have one woman's title and build around jay cargill the reason being is she's literally the most dominant push woman in aw right or wrong yeah, why is Jade Cargill at the bro? How long has it been since they've been in the company? Her and Britt Baker have not had a feud yet. Like, what are, what are they doing keeping these girls apart from each other for so long? I don't, I don't, I don't get this. Yeah. Kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Four year old company now, four and a half years, right? No, well, she just keeps three, beating, three on TV. She just keeps beating nobodies. It's like when they had Hook last week beat that nobody. It's like, bro, is he going to fight anybody with any name recognition? Okay, right. You know, you've pushed him, you've done a good job of pushing him. Mm-hmm. Now let's go. Right. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Cone, I have a question for you. What to do, boom. Have you been taking your Athletic Greens? Yes, I have. Yeah, well, that Athletic Greens is a fantastic product. Athletes use this. Basically, what Athletic Greens is, it's all of your nutrients all in one in one nutritional drink. I started taking Athletic Greens because I take, like, you know, when you take vitamins, I have like like nine bottles of vitamins that I take. And it's just a complete pain in the ass. Like, go, you know, having to open them and pour them every day and everything with that. It's athletic greens. It's just a powder. You put it in, you can shake it, you can mix it with uh, protein drinks, you can mix it with juice, you can mix it with water. You can take it before your workouts, you can take it in the morning, you can take it after your workouts. It's comprehensive health and the power of having in one. It's great for recovery. So I take mine usually after I work out. Um, and athletes are just all in on this. Uh, you know, they have one thing in common with athletes. They take care of their bodies. And a huge part of that starts with you know whole body health. And they take AG1. And that's why I'm a huge fan of that. It has 75 high-quality ingredients that gives you daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. That's the best thing about this is that it helps your digestive process. If you're having bad digestion or you know, you're going to the bathroom, it doesn't look good, you know, Athletic Greens you know, puts us in the right direction. Or if you're uh, feeling backed up and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, and in all and all of this for just less than three dollars a day. How great is that? It's an effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. It's a win-win. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com/slash/conan k-o-n-n-a-n. That's Athletic Greens, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com slash Conan. Check it out. Yo, so check it out. It helps hydrate the body. It's packed with vitamins and minerals. It boosts your immune system. It has so many benefits. As you know, we're big on wellness here. And, uh, and bro, like your body needs like 11 elements, but only six of them like are the most important ones, which is like oxygen, nitrogen, phosphorus. And uh, this is packed with everything that you need. You don't have to go and cut, you know, fruits or vegetables or anything like that. All these minerals and vitamins and everything that you need to maintain good health in one drink. It don't get better than that. I drink this every day. Disco was drinking it before I was. You know, he swears by it. 
So, you know, stay in shape and uh, stay healthy. Get your athletic greens. Boom. Next is from Dave Johnson. The subject is booking Bin Hamin in Mexico. Hey, hello, K100 crew. My question is for Conan. Do you think the Bin Hamin gimmick would get over Mexico? Have you ever booked him before? Thanks. And that's from David J. Bro, I don't even know what the Ben Hamin gimmick is. All I know is that they told me he slaps people for five dollars, but I've never seen him work. You know, I, I guess he's an Arab guy. Or, yeah, he does a sheik. He does a sheik. Anti-American. Uh, right. You know, I would Arab have to deal. see his work. You know, I've never seen him work. Yeah, but I tell <laughs> you, he gets. Um, while we do get the the Billy complaints here and there, especially in the emails, uh, Ben's got nothing but a positive response for his appearances as well. I don't know if you guys saw that, but usually that's what Where we're seeing. Would I see it on Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. All right, so Lucha Lagas, we're gonna read. We're gonna read his last email for a month. Okay, who's? Yeah, this guy's gonna be suspended. Okay, right? He's, but I'll read the email. No oh boy. Uh, Sammy Zayn WrestleMania. Hi, Conan, Disco, and Joe. WWE would not be able to get the Rock at WrestleMania. Wouldn't Wouldn't it make sense to have Roman versus Sammy Zayn as the main event? Sammy's been a crucial part of the Bloodline storyline, and no one is more over with the crowd than him. I also wonder, since you guys heavily promote the Manscaped products, can I consider all three of you addicted to the Blade? Okay, uh, greetings yeah. and happy holidays, Lucha yeah. Lacus. Yeah, and a as a consolation prize on your way out, because you sound like a walking, talking glory hole, uh, may you receive a Bukaki face pass from the CZW dressing Oof. room, past and present. Yeah, and I will say this: I they they cannot the the fans in the bubble they right. could probably build a Sammy versus Roman, but you need Roman against like a, a higher, right? You know, a bigger profile thing to to sell. Because you're selling WrestleMania to, also to the people that haven't been watching the show regularly. Like WrestleMania comes around, it's like the, oh, the casual viewer. Hey, let's go watch Wrestle. Let's watch WrestleMania night. You know, like older fans and stuff. They need you need a more popular person to sell that show for. Right. But but he he could get a he could get a pay per view match with Roman, but not WrestleMania. Um, next is from Matthew Flanagan. The subject is K100 rehash. Props to the most recent rehash. However, the reminder of the old days of the show showed me how much things have changed. While KG got buried for his attitude, his sensitivity, his high opinion of himself, and his snowflake ways, and rightfully cast aside. On a weekly basis, Bill body out KG's even the 49-year-old balloon head. So how do you guys explain that? KG actually had experience in wrestling and music, and Billy's got nothing except a popcorn fart in a reality show that wasn't even in the country. And he stalks wrestlers, an even bigger mark move than what he accuses the listeners of. He's had at least six major news stories wrong in the last six appearances, and I've followed his gambling pictures to see what. And the bets I made, I won three times and lost six. Is he throwing at a dartboard to make these picks? He's a fraud and it's brutal, guys. Please, I know you're stubborn against cancer culture, but this guy that's right, he's even worse than KG. And he embarrasses the show even more than he did. As a listeners in MLW, K, K doesn't want to see this show tarnished by him any further. Make 2023 a billyless year for the sake of the show and the listeners. Jesus. Kevin Gill is better than Billy Body. Boy, Billy's getting a lot of hate from these. But, but, but hey. I, I, I trust this guy doesn't listen to the sports. Let me just say one thing. Well, hey, Kevin Gill. There's a PS. Yeah. You want to know what, why guys are unable or unwilling to come on the show? It's not your opinions on television content. It's Billy reporting things like a wrestler's girlfriend is sleeping around or there's drug parties after AEW shows or making up reports about a wrestler having depression or making racist comments towards Swerve and other guys. How do I know this? I treat people involved in the company. It's a widespread feeling that wrestling that nobody wants to touch K100 while he's around. Mm. Stop sacrificing the quality of the show on behalf of someone who's burned everyone else he's worked with. That's a okay, serious so. accusation. Let me, let me okay. just say this, Matthew Flanagan and uh, – Props to the Flanagans in Miami. Um, I used to go there. I'm going to respect you because you're a Patreon member, but you must not listen to the fucking show because um, I've never, ever had anybody say, any wrestler, any promoter, anybody in the business that I wanted to bring on go, no, I'm not going because Billy Body's on the show. Never. What I have heard is I'm not going because Disco's on the show. Hmm. And I've also been offered to do the show without Disco, and uh, and they'll uh, they'll let me interview them. And no, I'm not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? So I know you don't like them. Mm. I know you obviously hate them, bro. There's a little thing. I don't know where it is on your computer. Where you can like fast forward shit. <laughs> Just fast forward it. Put weren't you gonna put timestamps, Joe? Have you started that? No. Yeah. To say what's difficult about that about that kind is I have the timestamps on my end. That'll be correct, right? But when we insert the the pre preplayed ads, that adds like a variety of times. So the timestamps aren't going to be correct. Bro, here's the thing, and I say this over and over to you, Flanagan, and anybody else. 
Bro, Joe, I'm going to let you finish this for me because I've said it so many fucking times. <laughs> this guy doesn't listen to the show. But, Joe, mm-hmm. when I don't like something, what do I do? If I don't like something, I don't watch oh, don't it. Watch, I don't, don't listen, listen to it. it. Yeah. Yeah, right. right. For what? You right. guys actually sit around watching shit you hate. So you can go and fucking spew off on fucking Twitter. Right. Come on. So plus, dude. plus two, guys. This is Are not you that a, angry this, at life. This, this is not a wrestling podcast. We were wrestlers. This a lot of the stuff we talk about is wrestling, but we like to talk sports. We like to talk boxing, UFC. Have you ever football, heard him talk soccer? Football, I mean, like, yeah, it's like you basketball, know, that, that's UFC. Why I, he knows I, his shit. I honestly couldn't care less about about the the, the, the meltdowns. The rest, the, well, yeah. the wrestling stuff. Right. Like, I want to hurry up through the wrestling stuff so we so we can all talk sports because Billy's very knowledgeable on like, like a lot of stuff. We'd like he knows a lot about boxing. You know, I love boxing, but I don't know it on the level that he does and like the stuff. Thing. And he knows a ton about soccer. And so he's arguably the best soccer handicapper on the planet. And like, it's, you know, he could go, bro, so his PL is like out there for everybody to see. He posts it and you could look at his, all the bets he's made, all the records, and it's on there. And it's like, you know, I, I like soccer. I'm not as knowledgeable in soccer. So I listen to Billy and he makes me smarter about the best soccer. When I watch, I know more. So it's like, you know, you, you people are not interested in that. Well, me and Conan are. You know, right. so we like sports. Right. I know you wrestling fans don't really like to hear the Plus, I actually, I mean, as like, a guilty know. pleasure, I like to let him vent because right. I know people are going to react. And I love right. seeing how easily you guys are triggered. Right. Yeah, uh, last last week was probably his, his best uh, performance so far because he did in the beginning. I'm the best at this. I'm the best <laughs> at that. Well, it was, it was Bro, phenomenal. Did you not see the guy? Uh, Joe, did you put it on Patreon or where did you put it? His first match in england or some shit like that yes i did bro he was already cutting promos in his first match and getting heat yeah you could be getting worked but right. go ahead with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, I know our listeners sometimes uh, probably lack confidence in the bedroom. We've all had those nights where we get too nervous and we had too much to drink. But there's nothing worse than not being able to put the stick shift in drive when you need the most. But have no fear, Rex MD is here spreading cheer, even when you have a few too many beers. Perfect. <laughs> so Rex MD is FDA approved and the most trusted leader in men's telehealth. They've sponsored this episode to help you always be prepared. RexMD has made it simple, easy, and cost-effective to help all the men out there last longer and feel more confident in the bedroom. RexMD makes getting, getting generic and branded Viagra Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescription, and they deliver discreetly to your door. No waiting rooms, no embarrassing trips to the doctor, no insurance, and no co-pays. Take advantage of the best deal they've offered and save up to 90% and only pay $2 per dosage with the exclusive link rexmd.com slash k100 that's rexmd rexmd.com slash k100 for this limited time deal so rexmd has made this whole process very simple there's no need to jump through a bunch of hoops to set up an embarrassing doctor's appointment to get your medication where you're telling them hey uh, i'm having pr- problems performing so with just a few clicks of a button you can talk to a medical professional create a personalized plan and get the products discreetly shipped to your, your door within two days RexMD doesn't just have ED medication. There's other medications that help sexual health, hair growth, pain relief, and sleeping. 
They're also here to make sure you save big. Viagra costs around 90 bucks a pill. That's ridiculous. But RexMD has generic Viagra. That's just as effective for as low as $2 a pill. And unlike other brands, RexMD is FDA-approved, clinically tested at a U.S. licensed pharmacy. So you'll be getting FDA-approved ED treatments at a 90% cheaper rate than the doctors. That's 90% cheaper. That's ridiculous savings. It's fast, simple, and cheap. And RexMD has already helped over 300,000 guys gain confidence quickly and conveniently, and they're here to help you. And let me just say that 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 is accurate. You know, Viagra and Cialis can be very expensive, even with insurance. So you go to RexMD.com slash K100, get them for $2 a pill, and I can tell you from personal experience, they work just as well, just the same. Yeah, next week we'll also be bringing your wife in here for testimonial too. Absolutely. Uh, act, act now to take advantage of the best deal yet by heading to rexmd.com slash K100. The exclusive deal will save up to 90% off when you only pay $2 per dosage and starter packs of generic Viagra Cialis are now available to our listeners to get started at rexmd, that's rexmd.com slash K100 K100. Yes, yeah. to give the gift of pleasure this holiday season with RexMD. Right. Keep it hard. Boom. Nexus of Johnny Guyton, Guyton, and subject is Rehash76. Hello, guys. Just listen to the recent rehash of KG's amazing excuses and temper tantrums. <laughs> My question is, do you believe KG makes excuses to avoid being disliked or even getting a beatdown or just to please his snowflake, his woke snowflake Twitter followers? One last thing, that why did KG get tough with Conan but coward with everyone else? Thanks again. Keep up the great work. And Conan, praying for your health every day, my friend. So just to rehash it, the, the people that haven't watched the show, you should go back and watch the show because there's a couple conversations on there. Number one, Conan is ripping KG's performance on his uh, commentary on AAA. Yeah. Okay. And so I was – and, and, but, but, but during this – I was actually kind of defending KG somewhat during during this. Right. Okay, so it was, so that was so it was basically Conan versus me and KG. But KG, I think maybe because I was defending him, was getting a little more snotty with Conan than he's ever been before. Would you agree with that? Right. Yeah, because if I was, if I was, side, yeah. right, because someone had, because someone had his back with him, right? right? But when he doesn't have anybody to have his back, you saw what happened when he went on. The keeping the, the killing right. the town podcast with Cyrus and right. just got completely cut because he didn't have anybody there to defend himself right. that was defending him. So that's an interesting dynamic, and it tells a lot about like the type of that is the type of guy he was. Yeah, he was playing for the woke snowflake fans, you know, and stuff and thing, and you know, basically would never admit when we all knew what he was doing, and he would be you know. Like you know, throwing backhanded comments, you know, and stuff like that. And he would claim, "Oh, I'm not doing that." I'm not, and everybody could see a plain as day that that's what got him more heat than anything, you know. So, right. would you agree with that? The fact that he was always trying to like, one thou, you know, yeah. working little cod things, but then, oh, I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't, you know, never, never any responsibility for for the right. what he was getting. He was had a very right. high opinion himself, right. uh, and always putting his, himself over. Right. Like, who the fuck are you, dude? <laughs> Next New is New York hardcore legend, and okay. he has the same kind of <laughs> he has the same kind of heat with uh with the GCW uh most of the GCW fans and I'd ICP say, yeah like KG I think they kicked him out for the GCW yeah. when he calls the shows the Twitter comments he gets remind me of some of these Billy emails about how people are so venomous. Oh, you should them. save them and read them on the air. I'll get to KG. Right. Yeah, every sure, time a lot of people would be happy to hear that. Every time right. they have a live uh, eye pay per view or whatever, Kevin Kevin Gill's got to go. He stinks. Blah blah blah. It's all up see and down if you can list. send your comments to Joe because I have a feeling I have to remind him. And um, I'll remember the next GCW show. I'll, right. I'll take a look. All right, next is from Christopher Cox and subject homicide question story from Ref Chris Daniel. Um, Okay, uh, questions and stories for Conan. I heard last week's question about homicide. It reminded me of a couple stories from when he worked in TNA together. Um, oh, this is Christopher Cox. Is he's right? He was a referee in TNA, I guess. No, I don't from ref, ref, have to see him. Ref Chris Daniel, I guess, is the guy's handle or something. Yeah. So look that up, Joe. At ref underscore Chris Daniel. Yeah, actually, you tweeted him recently. You guys were you were talking. I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of my jobs at TNA was running the fan fest. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. One of the uh, jobs. My job's running TNA was a, was a fan fest table during one of the BFG events. I was assigned to Conan, Homicide, and Hernandez's table. Back in the day, I was known for wearing a hat with metal spikes on it. During the fan fest, Homicide and Hernandez were so entertained by my hat, they dared me to headbutt Eric Young and Shark Boy, who were at the table next to us. Unfortunately, I chickened out. They took it well, but later that night, we were all hanging out in the hotel bar, and the MLB playoffs were on. 
Homicide was very into the game. Sidebar, he's a huge Yankees fan. As his team was playing, and the fans would just not let him alone to watch, so he asked me to stand back-to-back with him to get the fans to leave him alone. So for two hours, I stood there back-to-back with Homicide, Hernandez and even K-Dog for a bit, keeping the marks in line while Homicide fed me drinks and had a great time. A few years, just right off that bed, Cody, do you remember this story? No. A few years later, I crossed the guardrail and became a referee in California. We were lucky enough to book him for a local indie show and end up getting to work in the ring with him. But before I could even introduce myself, Cody, pull the thing away from your nose, you breathe into the earth, Mike. Uh, he remembered me and had some very nice things to say about our time together in TNA. It was by far one of the highlights of my indie career. Sure, you some cooler stories about Homicide and Sean. It's a shame they never got a WWE run of more than one spot on AEW. Can we hear one on the show? Longtime fan, longtime listener, and monkey on a cupcake listener. Keep up the great work, K-Dog and Joe. Disco still sucks. Thank you. Uh, let's suspend the guy for a week. For that oh, last see, comment. that's what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you probably have. I didn't really know Homicide. You, if you have a Homicide um, story, let's, let's... Homicide was super cool and um, uh, um, really super cool. Just a laid-back guy, a real thug. You know, he was about that life, 100%. His, his own mom was a Latin king, queen, Latin queen. And um, so that's what he grew up around. But he, Big Heart, uh, one of the many Yankee fans at that time, including Pat Kinney. And you were a and, fan of who? And the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure and, there were heated conversations. Right. And Johnny Damon, okay, he had – and uh, and we had done a promo where he had say, I'd I do anything for you, Jefe. I'd take a bullet for you. I'd go, go through a wall for you. I'll protect you against anybody. So I'm there, and Johnny Damon, who's Former from Orlando, Yankee, and went to the Red Sox. Right, he's right. from Orlando. Had just left the Red Sox to go to the Yankees. Right. You know that's heat. So I was out there cutting a promo on him. You know, and Homicide comes and goes, "Hey man, what are you doing, man? That's a Yankee." And I go, "Didn't you say you take a bullet for me? You do this for me?" He goes, "Now with Johnny Damon around," and we all laughed. But <laughs> super, super cool dude. A super cool dude. Love him to death, man. That's my brother. Next is from Tremendous Trey Mendez, and the subject is Steven Seagal booking. Hey dudes, it's your pal Tremendous Trey Mendez. I don't know who you are, Tremendous Trey. All right. Mm-hmm. I feel. <laughs> I think the Steven Seagal style booking should be mandatory for world champions. Squash everyone and sell nothing. The JCVD style of getting beat to a bloody pulp by a much larger guy and then coming back and winning doesn't work for me, brother. What are you guys' thoughts? D.I., I know you commented on this in the past. Um, let me see here. Puts a tweet of mine out there. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I did tweet this. Above the law, he sold a decent amount. And after that, he was like, I can't do that. And I'm talking about Steven Seagal. And right. I guess they were talking about. The um, how he no sells. I said, so my comment was, this is from four years ago. Above the law, he sold a decent amount. After that, he was like, I can't do that anymore. And he literally squashed and no sold in every scene he did. So annoying. And that's true. Yeah. If you go back and look at the above the law, he got some sympathy because the heels beat him down a few right. times and stuff. Like but in every other movie after that, he was just like he, he was an invincible character. It was ridiculous. It was it was so absurd. You know, like the guy. And right. got a lot of heat. When the movie yeah. first came out, it was a phenomenon. Everybody right. was watching it, and yeah. everybody Quoting was wearing a, a little pro- ponytail, too. Yeah, and I think, I think he thought that everybody wants to see me kill, kick, kick everybody's ass. Like, uh, and many whole... turned weird yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. yeah. Isn't he a big uh, friend of uh, – there's a foreign leader he's really good friends with. Either Putin or um... – No, no, no. It's some Russian guy like L- well, no, it might be Pu- It might be Putin. Hang, no, hang on a he's second. friends with Putin, but he's also real good friends with the – with a guy like from Lithuania or some shit like that. Hang on, let me look this up. See what's it called, Putin. Uh, see, yeah, he's got tons of pics with this guy. Um, mm. Yeah, see, see, he's a Putin. He's a Putin pal. And he calls himself a diplomat. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. the, 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 the perfect example of toxic masculinity, like Putin and the guy that no sells like in all the karate movies are like are like buddies, right? Um, I think I've read like one of the one of the only times and the last time that he ever like took any damage in a movie was remember under siege where he was uh on the ship tommy lee jones was the bad guy and all that's pretty good flick listen to this steven seagal is now in ukraine serving as a russian diplomat mm-hmm. <laughs> steven seagal and tommy lee jones had like a knife fight at the end and tommy lee jones like nicked his cheek with a knife and that's like the last time he's ever taken any damage in a movie with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conan, guess what? What it do? Tis the season for overindulging and cheating on your diet. Nice. Don't let the holidays... Don't let the holidays... Oh, don't interrupt. <laughs> okay, hang on. Conan, guess what? What up? Tis the season for overindulging and cheating on your diet. Don't let the holidays ruin all your hard-earned progress with your diet and training. Get prepared to crush it in 2023 with, guess what? Legacy Sports Nutrition. Boom. Now, you've heard us talk about them before, but now more K100 listeners than ever have experienced the results for themselves from professional-grade supplements available at LegacySupps.com. Shed those excess holiday pounds and have the energy needed to endure your family with their best-selling fat burner, X-Lean 5, which, Joe, you're currently using, right? Yeah, I take my X-Lean 5 every morning. Um, I'm energized all day long. I've been feeling a lot better. I feel a lot sharper. And then uh, later on in the day is when I take the uh, Recovery PM to uh, get some really, really good sleep at night. And I'm, I'm deep sleeping. I'm getting plenty. And uh, you get your deep dreams that you remember and all that. It's really, that. That's a good show that you're sleeping well. So, But but the X, X-Lean 5, man, I can't recommend that enough if you're looking for more energy during the day. And I've dropped some pounds as well. So... Well, if that sounds good, you know, I don't do carbs, but you might want to try Carb Defender, specifically designed to take before you're about to pick out on carbs. I know a lot of people like to pick out on carbs, like pizza and stuff, but it limits the negative effect of carbs in your waistline. And of course, there's always your top-selling Test X9 Testosterone Booster and the Sleep Aid getting rave reviews worldwide, the Recover PM. That's my favorite product. And while stocks last, orders over $75 will receive a free supplement organizer with seven individual cases divided into morning, noon, and night. All in one handy case, you can stay on top of your subs and make those gains, brother. Uh, that sounds like a great product because I, I got tons of pills, you know, that, that I take. And, uh, and as always, show your love for K100. Get 10% off your entire order by entering code K100, that's K100, at checkout at LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. Yo, check it out. You know, you got all these different supplements for energy, for, um, you know, for sleeping, for just about anything you can think of. You know, we're very big on wellness here. Check it out. Legacy Subs, endorsed and uh, made by uh, Nick on probation, Aldis and uh, Mickey James. Next is from Roy Lucier and the subject is Negro Casas. Hey, fellas. Thanks for giving the great content. Listen back from the first episode currently on episode 37. I got a question wow. for Conan. You know how Vince allowed cross-promotion for Flair's final match because of the level of respect that he has for, for Rick? Well, my question is similar to Negro, for Negro Casas. We know he's one of the most respected luchadors in the history of the business, yet he does work for CMLL. He can't be too far away from retirement. Could you possibly see a scenario where AAA allows his son-in-law, Psycho Clown, to appear in Me- Arena Mexico to team with him for his retirement match as long as Casas gets to wor- agree to work at Triple Mania that year? Or are the politics too deep for anything of that level to happen? That's Roy Luce here. Interesting. Uh, yeah, there's no way. That I don't know. That, he, so, Nick, so Psycho Clown is Negro Cass's nephew? Well, he is, his daughter married Psycho Clown. Oh, Negro okay. Negro daughter, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I can't see that happening ever. CMLO wants nothing to do with us. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know if this guy listens to the show because this question might have to get suspended. Yeah, this this may be a question if somebody that asks a question doesn't Well, I think he, 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 um, he asked us looking at the time and date before the show was released. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, this is from Terrence Rank, and the subject is AAA mixed gender title. Good evening, K100 crew. Just one question for Conan What's the reason for stripping Sammy and Tay of these title belts? Also, Conan, hope you get a donor and keep healthy. Regards, Disco and Joe. 
Right. Well, thank you. Well, bro, they no show three shows. What am I supposed to do? Ho- hope they show up one day. You know. <laughs> How did? But let me ask a question. When they no show this show, did you send them to travel? Yeah, I'd already sent them travel. Wait, so you guys paid for the tickets and they they no show the show? No, they're they're reimbursable tickets. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Next is some Meechan Sirleaf. The subject is Dragon Lead NXT. K100, what's going on? Hope you guys had a great holiday. Hope Conan continues to be on the path of good health. And Conan, this question is for you, given the recent happenings at Noche de Campeones. Dragon Lee was a AAA Tag Team Championship, and Drillistico then announced that he signed with WWE. He had a match or two with AEW earlier this year, but he decided to move to Orlando and take a chance on assuming the title as heir to Rey Mysterio. Do you provide any guidance towards his decision? And if so, what advice did you give him? Did you give to him during the decision-making process? You always say that you don't hate, you state, and given how fans think that every free agent is going to land at, at AEW, particularly given his brother works there, this probably caught a lot off guard. Hope you guys have a happy new year. Um, I, I could, I could see a uh, – this is actually a good question. I could see I, – I just thought of an angle. I, I mean, well, why doesn't Ray take this dragging Lee kid up, this, up uh, under his wing and this is a great guy for, for Dom to feud with? What do you he think? Could, yeah, Dragon Lee's incredible. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But I Who are his brothers? Rush. And that Gralisico that you've never seen. Gralisico, right? Okay. He just started in ROH, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, AEW. Um, so, uh, what was the question? Uh, did you advise? Did you give him any advice on where he should sign and stuff like that? Yeah. He just asked me questions, and I just told him. You know, I gave him some advice. I didn't give him advice where to sign, but he did bring up the fact. And Bandito was in in the same dilemma. He wasn't sure where to go to. WWE or AW, but Dragon Lee was more like, there's so many people there. I'm just going to get stuck in the fucking, you know what I'm saying? He goes, let me go to WWE. Well, there's going to be a lot of people there too. When he yeah. goes to walks in that performance center, looks around and like, Jesus Christ, all Bro, these he, guys are waiting to get on just, TV. Let but, me just say, but you're just, you're, you're, gonna, you roll the let, dice let, your skill let level. Let me just say this. He will blow everybody away. And I haven't, I don't know them all and I don't see it every week. But the last time I, I watched, which was maybe three months ago or two months ago, mm-hmm. there's nobody on his level there. Right. Not even Ricochet, this, huh? This, uh, NXT, we said, right? Okay, NXT. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so next is from CC, and the subject is Four Horsemen on national TV. I'm not sure if you've seen some of the comments Eric said about the Four Horsemen. I'm sure Joe has heard them. And Four Horsemen on national TV exposure like Hogan did during the 80s with the marketing, etc. How do you think the Horsemen would be today? Like the NWO or bigger? I think it's a good conversation piece. Look at the players around the Horsemen. Um... So do you want to hear Eric's uh, quote? This was three yeah. weeks old because remember when right. he did our show, he kind of was he kind of downplayed it. But this is what he said initially. Right. Uh, he said this is one of the reasons why I didn't want to get started in this thing because it just escalates Who's and escalates. This Who's this um, Eric, Eric Bischoff Eric. on Talk Flair. Talk about the horseman. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. this is how him and Flair started their back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I really hope it all goes away, but I do have to kind of defend myself or at least offer a different perspective. You know, Rick was in WCW right after Ted Turner bought it. It was great for a lot of people, but the truth is WCW couldn't make any money with Ric Flair. So what did Ric Flair do? He went to WWE, and guess what? They couldn't make any money money with Ric Flair and WWE. So guess what? Rick comes back to WCW, and WCW still couldn't make any money with him in 93, 94, which is why I had to go out and get Hulk Hogan. Rick's a great performer. Don't get me wrong. He's a legend. But when it comes to business, I had to do what I had to do, and apparently that just rubs Rick the wrong way, and he can't let it go. I'm really sorry about that, but my God, let it go. And he also said, um, just as a brief one, that basically um, the Four Horsemen were very, very popular amongst a small regional group of fans that when you're in the business of entertaining the the entire country, the small pocket of fans in North Carolina and the Southeast, in particular, dug the Horsemen. Well, that's cool, but it's not the whole country. The Horsemen were great during their era, but they certainly weren't a national act. So they would have gotten over nationally, bro. Okay, here's the thing. And. I think they would have, because let me tell you why. They would have, bro. Um, let me well, tell well, you, let me, let me finish, I'm in Miami, which is nothing country, nothing Southern, and I like them. Right. Because they me were tell a you, fucking cool group. And let me tell you why they would have gotten over on that level. Because, so the difference between the NWA and the WWE was WWE was going larger than life cartoonish type characters. Right. They had a repo, like everybody had to be like a, like a gimmick, like everybody. Like if right. you, 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 nobody had a guy. The NWA was kind of centered around, we're still kind of holding to the principles of suspending the disbelief. These are grown-ass men. We're all men. We're cutting promos on each other. You know, and in that sense, they, were like, they weren't like gimmicks. They were just like right. these but, – but the Four Horsemen was a gimmick, and this is how good the Four Horsemen gimmick was. They were heels, but they, they were the first guys that had like 
where the fans were cosplaying them. Like when you were like, there'd be a group of like, like, you know, like four guys who would go to the show and they'd all have their suit and tie on. And they're doing like, you know, they're all like, like the fans were coming dressed up like the horsemen going to the show. Now, if the horsemen took that gimmick to New York, I guarantee you, if they were like in the middle of these cartoonish characters, were like the four real serious guys, the fans would have been doing the exact same thing. Right. They've been super over dressing up in suits at the shows. They were doing modern the day Steve Austin's. Ab- absolutely. Remember Anthony, that ab- parking lot bra- brawl? Yeah, yeah. How realistic like, that look in its time. Right. So, but but like you said, when we, when they went to New York, they didn't embrace that. They were you know, totally in honor with the Brain Busters. They were just a tag team. Flair was Flair, but he was just like he was just like just Rick Flair. He was the leader of the four yeah. four horses and stuff. So yeah, but I think that gimmick. Well, people aren't stupid just because people live in New York. And people live in Georgia. Doesn't mean the people in New York wouldn't see the same thing and dress in suits and everything. And then right. I, I dressed in me and I went with three or four buddies. Right, we dressed in suit and tie. Right, we we used to do that. We go like, and bro, you look around the crowd. There's a lot. Of, you know, so the, they, they absolutely would have been over. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Thermador, at your local Ferguson showroom. Uh, so next is um, from Aaron Treichel. The subject is thank you. Hey, K100 crew, appreciate your show a lot. It's good for food for thought. It's been helping take my mind off the more difficult things. Anyways, I know you need a question, so here goes. What would happen if someone suggested making fun of Joe? Warm regards, Aaron. P.S. Billy Body is a scrumptious soft baked biscuit. I just want to dunk him in my coffee. <laughs> uh, I think what, what he's saying, I think what he's saying is since, since, you, since the premise of the show and everything is like we don't take suggestions. So he's saying right. what would happen if someone suggested making fun of, of me? Is that a suggestion that would be honored? Oh, he we does do a good enough job himself. Yeah, we do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Next is from Bill Cruz, and the subject is 223 top women. Follow up from an email last week that did not get read. If you do read, and I, I sent late, sorry. Who are the top female acts for 2023 who can go to a Charlotte Flair level and who can make on OnlyFans than Mandy by showing their clam on OnlyFans? <laughs> Jesus. That's from Cuban Rican. Um, uh, Bria. Absolutely, could be like she, she's on the arc of getting there. Her work is really good, and she's a big girl, and she's she's a good talker. Yeah, I, I could. She she's the one right now that I would see, you know, getting to that that level. But I don't know if she can c- carry people in a match like Charlotte can. You know, like Charlotte just kind of looks like she knows she's like the, the way she commands the ring, works the crowd, timing. Just she she can. I've seen her. Yeah, uh, her Rhea. Yeah, interesting. All right. Yeah, but I, would you agree, Rhea? Probably the, the yes. one that yeah, she's, she's the next one that's right. on the, the doorstep to get to the Charlotte right. And to so think that when she got there, they dropped the ball on her and didn't know right. what to do with her. Incredible. Well, they just put her at the top too quick and didn't build her. They just put her out there and just like right. she was, you know. And then they put her with Nikki Starr or whatever her name right. was, and that was yeah. whack as shit. Yeah. Next is from Gabe Tuff, and the subject is New York versus Atlanta World Series. Correction the years laugh out loud. I'm in 1996 and 1999. I don't know why he put a correction here to start. Because uh, in the initial email. Oh, it's okay. All right. Yeah, he said 96 uh, and 2000. Oh, no, that's right. He did. Okay, so, okay, so let me okay. Hello, Kate. Keep on 100. First time, long time. During the 1996 and 1999 World Series with Yankees versus Braves, was there ever talk or bets among the boys about the matchup and Disco? Which Braves lost those two years hurt the most? The 2-1 blown series leader, the 4-0 series sweep. Thank you and happy new year to all. The, definitely the, the the two the two are blown series lead, bro. We had them in the we had them like in the eighth inning, and they gave up and they gave they, they gave up a home run to uh to Jim Layritz, who, <laughs> who who turned out who turned out got suspended for baseball for PEDs. So I've just always hated the Yankees. They were steroid factory back in the day. 
all the guys were on PEDs, and it was just it was just so annoying to to watch them, you know, like g- gain dominance when they were all on PEDs. It was it was ridiculous. So you know, I I, I can't stand that team. And then 1996 had a lot to do with that. Um, next is from well, that 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 yeah. team was so good. You know what I'm saying? The Smoltz, Maddox, Glabin, yeah. Avery. I mean the, I mean that. <laughs> That team was just Chip, Chipper Jones, right? Yeah, it was the biggest mistake. Bob, Bobby, uh, there was a, so. What happened was I forget the pitcher, Mark. Uh, who the hell was pitching? So, so they they we had a Mark guy. Wallers. No, no, no. Mark Wallers was a, was the reliever. Okay, so we're in the seventh. Mike inning. or Mark? But Mark Wallers. So we're in the seventh inning. I forgot who this freaking guy was. If the I know the guy because he used to come, we used to hang out with him. So this one of their starters was in the pen. Comes into relief. He's like the fifth starter. Comes into relief. Mike Renlinger. Uh, uh, I don't know, but he okay. she struck. He struck out the side. Okay, and I think that, I think that he had struck out two the previous inning. So he had he had two innings in him, and he said he still felt good, and he struck out like five or six batters. Bobby, um, uh, the the manager Cox. Bobby Cox decided to bring Mark Wollers in for a two inning save situation. Right. Okay, now Mark Wallers, I don't think had pitched a two-inning save situation all year, and like he brought Mark Wallers in, and in the first thing, you know, they give he, you know, bro, when, when you bring in relievers outside their comfort zone, it's really weird with, with, with baseball relievers. When they're like in a non-save situation, sometimes they get shelled. It's really weird. We've talked because like Brad, Brad Klontz is a good friend of mine. He's a reliever. So it's like the closer always like you're just used to coming in in the ninth inning, closing the game out, and, and that's your comfort zone. When you come in and it's not a safe situation, or you're coming in a different inning, or it's just like, it's just they they're wired different. They don't pitch as effectively. It's it's a really weird thing. But um, but yeah, that that was a that was probably Bob, Bobby Cox said that's the one decision that haunts him to this day. Is that how the Braves could have like gone on and won another World Series? But we could have been the dynasty instead of the Yankees. But that just took the wind out of our sails, you know. The bro, losing that like starting that. pitching is classic, bro. Yeah. Just... Yeah. So next is from Jose. The subject is Bob Holly. Hey guys, thanks for making my life as a truck driver so much fun with all the content you guys put out. Question: Recently, a video was posted on Twitter with Disco Bob Holly and other wrestlers at the DMZ in Korea. Uh, it's actually the DMZ. I thought it was. I didn't even know you went there. Oh, we've been in Korea. So I've been there twice mm-hmm. to, to the DMZ with with Henry Hubbard. Really? A uh, que- question? Yeah. Question: Recently, a video was uh, okay. Di, what was Bob Holly like to be around? Did you think he would have been a good fit for the WCW locker room? In his book, The Hardcore Truth, he said that he was offered a deal to jump ship and decided to stay loyal to Vince. Conan, same question. Any Bob Holly interaction during your Max Moon era? Thank you guys for all you have, for all you do. Have a happy New Year. P.S. K. Dog, if I ever run into you and offer you some premium top shelf cannabis, will you unblock me for putting over Addicto Alfilero? Does that mean addicted to the blade? Yeah. No. I yeah. We're, okay. We're gonna suspend suspension. Shit. And we're gonna put suspension too for, for bringing that up and stuff. We're gonna suspend this guy for money, bro. The, so so the funny thing is, well, Billy Gunn was on that tour too. Okay, and and everybody thought because I was kind of like the happy go lucky guy. You know me, like right. the tough guys. Kind of like oh, disco. He's a pain in the ass. You know, he's a right. <laughs> like, bro. Me and Bob Holly got along great. And the funniest thing about it is me and Bob Holly got along great because Billy Gunn and me used to browbeat each other. Billy Gunn used to like you know, like browbeat me and stuff. Billy Gunn and Bob Holly got mad at each other because Bob Holly liked me. <laughs> so it's pretty fun. But yeah, I, I got along great with Bob Holly. I, I never met him before. You know, I heard he was a tough guy. Everything you know, like you know, like a bully. Kind of, absolutely not. Guy, guy was a great. Bro, cool so guy with me, I, I got along with him great. You listen know? to this. I'd never met Bob Holly in my life, and mm-hmm. I'd met Billy Gunn once mm-hmm. in L.A. where he was just too much. Right. You know, too way over the top. And uh, so I'm in this room, and they come in, and they close the door, and they're like, yeah, uh, Ray, Ray says that you think I'm a dick because I, I had told Ray that I met him, and he was a dick. And Ray went and told them. And uh, right. And so I go, bro, he's just kidding. You think I would say that? I don't even fucking even fucking know you. But bro, they both wanted to kick my ass. Mm. For running your mouth. Yeah. And I go, Ray, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he goes, oh, I was just playing. I go, well, he didn't take it like that, bro. Right. Yeah. Next is from Mark. But let me just keep it 100, though. Did you think he was a dick? Yeah. <laughs> but later on, we became really good friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Next is from Mark Rosales, and the subject is Stefan Bonner. 
Uh, what's up, K100 crew? A few questions for the Mighty Disco. UFC President Dana White broke the news on Christmas Eve that Stefan Bonner passed away. News sets reporting the passed away from heart complications while at work. Prior to his passing, Stefan was in news cycles past for a few years due to substance abuse uh, with pills. Can you share an experience working with Stefan? He lived in Vegas. Did you guys frequently hang out? Were you aware of his substance issues? And lastly, what is your favorite Stefan Bonner fight? RIP Stefan, and thank you for K- K100 crew for the content. Mark Rosales. Um, yeah, I, wor- I worked with Stefan a lot. Uh, I trained him. Good guy. I, I, you know, he was always cool. Never, never, never showed. Like when you bring the UFC guys, you kind of always wonder if they're going to lose their temper. Like you know, like always completely respectful. Plus, I taught him. I thought I taught him pretty well. Um, he came, he used to come to my club a couple times at his nights off and come in and hang out when we shoot the shit. Just a good guy. Um, I you know, I, I saw that he got arrested that time for DUI and it was on TMZ and stuff. Everything, bro. In Vegas. Everybody, there's tons of people that have substance abuse problems, pills, you know, and stuff. And you don't really know because everybody I work with is sober at work. But like, you know, with like the entertainers, you can see like people that have substance issues. Obviously, I never saw that around him. I was never around him when he was like, if he came in our club, he'd drink a couple beers, never acted like he was drunk or anything like that. Just very, you know, just like if he had substance abuse problems, I never saw it in any interactions I was with him. He was always sober when we trained. He'd come in even when he come to the club and shoot the shit. He was he was he wasn't drunk, you know. So so, but but I don't know. But I heard that this thing was that he had a he had a bacterial infection in his back and it was pain. And he'd gone to the doctors and they were telling him like like they were thinking he was he was trying to work them to get pain pills. And like he was posting this on the internet. Like I saw some somebody sent me some of the previous Instagram lives he was doing and stuff and thing talking about how well you know these these. You know, I don't know what these doctors should do. <laughs> now I'm back in the hospital. It's like I'm, I'm in bad shape. You know, this is like like a week before he passed. So you know, he kind of got screwed over a little bit. So if they would have treated him sooner, you know, instead of thinking he was just some some junkie that going in there trying to work them to get pain pills, you know, so that's kind of sad. So, but yeah, I, I, I like I like the guy a lot. I almost felt like he had a little bit like um like uh what do you call this that the boxers get like punched oh, drunk? Punch drunk. yeah it was a little punch drunk. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. yeah yeah he was like you know he was a little slow at that yeah because, but super well, the guys super, walk, super but, nice guy yeah. bro yeah and uh one of the fights that i like obviously besides the forrest griffin was the fight he had with john jones right that was good yeah he yeah. showed well you yeah. know against the guy so um so next is from andrew lee and the subject is post roman title streak hello k100 crew I'll get straight to the point after roman drops the title what's next does Roman continue to chase the titles after losing? How the next reign look after having such a strong storyline? Or does Roman go back working non-title matches and regular non-title stories? What does it look like? How would you how would you guys book Roman after he drops the title? Um, I mean, he's obviously got to stay at the top. If if this has any if it has anything to do with like if the perception that this is real fighting, he would obviously still be like at least the number one or number two competitor or contender at all times for, for, for the belt. So you know. Maybe he loses the belt to somebody, goes off and works with Sammy for a while, and then works his way back into the title picture again. Yeah, that's you exactly know? what I would do. I'm, I'm sure that's probably what, you know. You don't want him then, running after it and getting it again. He just had it for so long. Right. Let somebody run with it. Let somebody get hot. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so next is from Charlton Christian. The subject is female wrestler side hustle opportunities. With the ports over the past few years of women wrestlers earning more money from OnlyFans and other content creation sites, have you, Disco and Conan, ever thought to start a promotion which emphasized the TNA of the female talents? Disco, with your experience in Vegas, you know there are plenty of women who will do something strange for some change. Conan, you have the context within the industry. My proposal is this. Women's Wrestling Fed would be the promotional tool for an OnlyFans connected to the promotion. Um, you and you and Durbin can, can get together, Charlton, and, and you know, start something like this. So, um yeah, I don't I think mean, that's ever, that hasn't. I mean, it might be different today, but there's been promotions in the Philly area like erotic women's wrestling and shit, and it, it just never works out. Like I don't know. I just, well, it's I just, not. It's know. not family friendly. Yeah, that's that's an issue. Like you, you, you kind of got to be. You know, it's, it, it would just if you're not kid friendly, you're stuck at the indie level. Yeah, you know, if right. you want to elevate, you not have to only be the hardcore pervs right. are going to that. Right. Exactly. And yeah. you got so many other between porn and other shit. You know right. what I'm saying? But if obviously this guy doesn't watch AAA, our girls, that's one thing. And I don't even got to tell them. They let their shit out. Mm. You know, there's, you know, they're, they're very sexy. They're being objectified and they don't care. 
They want to be right. objectified. It's self, right. It's, it's, <laughs> Think it's, of this. it's a Isn't self that isn't that fascinating? That there's a people out there that thinking objectifying women is a bad thing. Yeah, because that like, snowflake shit hasn't really woman. gone to Mexico yet, and I'm sure right. it will one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's weird. Like, yeah, I think she's hot. That, that, that and there's something wrong with that. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, I no, and the girls right. going. You yeah. know what? I know sex sells, and here you go. Boom. Boom. Makes this my new, job who's even this, easier. Who's this new Brazilian chick they have in there? This Valerie. This, She's all over the yeah, internet, you know, yeah. showing her ass and stuff. Everything. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, it's like kind of like Mandy Rose almost. You know, so here's here's the thing, and this is what female hot females. If you want to get a professional wrestling, you need to realize we need your help drawing fans. If you can like objectify yourself on social media and get people interested in you, then we might get them interested in the place you work Bro, at. There's some women right, that know, just so not they're not having that 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 goes I, against uh, everything they believe. Right? In, so. like, you know, it's like you don't want to market yourself. You know, all right, right. fine. But well, we think so, differently. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. It, like, it seems there was like. A, I won't say who the two wrestlers were, but there were these two girls in AAA, and they were offered to work in Playboy. And one of them was like, yeah, I know this gonna what it's going to do for my career and the money involved. And the other one was like, nah, man, I'm just not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, it seems right, like one of you is going to be more popular than the other. It's almost like the snowflakey type fans can't make up their mind because one day it'll be you can't objectify women. You know, why does she have to dress like that? You know, to draw fans, blah, blah. And then the next day it'll be like, oh, uh, Mandy has an OnlyFans. I made all this money. Wow, that's great. It's so empowering. Yeah, how they which fire is her? Why, so why should they fire it? her? Yeah, that's some bullshit fire. Yeah, it's right, exactly. They, but they, they, they have a logical positions. Exactly, yeah. it makes no sense. Next is from highly thoughtful. The subject is self criticism. Uh, hi, hello, Disco, Disco Conan Joe. While hearing the Christmas episode of the podcast, I heard Kernan stating, not hating, on being able, being able to bury his own company. A quick message directed at Tony Khan. For Tony Khan to have any criticism of AEW, he'd be tacking and burying his own decisions. Self criticism in his ability, I think he's too weak to show. The times I can recall Conan criticizing AAA is usually on issues he isn't directly a fault for. So can Conan speak on any criticisms he has that are, in the majority, been your fault? Well wishes for K-Dog. Highly thoughtful. Conan, let's be a keep 100 here. What are some decisions you regret? He's like, I, I missed the I, 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 I missed that. Bro, I what? just said one last week when Larry Dallas was on. I said that I forgot to tell him that a certain wrestler was there. And mm-hmm. so when the guy came out, he didn't have no fucking clue who he was. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, but let me think of, of but, but bro, booking decision didn't work out because nobody's going to have a hundred percent correct booking decision. Obviously, but one or two say like, ah, yeah, that, yeah, that was a mistake. They're not in the company now, but I spent an inordinate amount of time because probably because I probably because the people involved I knew were better than that, mm-hmm. and because this should have worked. So there was one guy called La Mascara. He used to be in a group called Los Ingobernables in CMLL with Rush and Andrade. So very, very popular group. And the other guy was um, Maximo, which is his cousin. And they're both related to Psycho Clown. They're from the Brazos dynasty. And I started a feud with them where I actually used Super Porky and I used one of their uncles. But it didn't work out. And to make it worse, they weren't showing up in condition to make it work. You know, but I have to take the blame, too, because I invested more time than I should have. I should have cut that earlier. Uh, so next is from our boy Brian Dunlop. Um, mm. <laughs> subject is, what do you know about the IWC legend wrestling otaku? Hello, Conan Disco. Internet wrestling community spiritual leader wrestling otaku made an appearance on Vice's documentary about Vince McMahon in a clip of otaku saying a negative opinion of WWE. That's true. I've heard about wrestling otaku before the Vice special because of people going online to use him as an example of what's wrong with AEW fans. But I never cared to watch a video of his until the Vice Vince doc. I watched a video about him listing off the requirements for women if they want to date him, which is hilarious. And just from that, I think he's funny. Obviously not the best looking guy making the video, but with such confidence, you got to love him. Somewhat edgy, but not edgy enough to get demonetization. I also saw the video of him reacting to being featured on Vice. What do you think? Yay or nay? Um, let's play the video. Joe, play the video of him Why WWE sucks. What's the guy's name? Wrestling, Wrestling Otaku. Otaku. Who? Yeah. He's been a get oh, like, he He's been a get and go uh, t- uh, subject. Okay, he's been he's been hashtag neckbeards really? unite Brian Dun Brian Dunlap is a huge mark by the way, but but if he's gonna, I, I don't mind this type of content from uh, Brian Dunlap if he's gonna tell give us some stuff here that we've I've never heard of before. Let me see this. Oh, this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is a guy. Yes, <laughs> they put this guy on. This is the guy that cut the promo on Cody for leaving uh for leaving AW, right? Yeah, I've never uh, seen him. I have. 
He, he was, he was, he's gone viral a few times. I have watched the slow and steady regression of this company from 2001. That was it. That was his that big, was that was his big appearance. Yeah. That was it. That's mm-hmm. the only, yeah. It's for, yeah. He's, he's, uh, okay. Brian Dunlop. That was yeah. brutal. Since being a <laughs> Said well, something this, interesting or funny. That well, this guy's on, this guy's on, Joe, see if, does he have the video of him burying Cody Rhodes? Uh, I'll look it up. No, actually, I think he, I think you're, well, it could have been both of them because I'm thinking of the one that JD from New York did, but let me see. Um, yeah, okay. So next is from, look, look that up. He, he, he buries yep. Cody Rhodes. You got it? Yeah, it's 32 minutes long. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's 30. Play the first, play the first part because I think the first part is. Okay, ha- you can go to the next email. I got to get it set up. Okay. Next is from Josh Doan. And the subject is Angel Omarosa Me Tooed. Has anyone ever heard of this female wrestler? Her name is Angel and was an ECW. Apparently, she was underage and abused by many wrestlers, including her saying she was raped by Mick Foley and Dave Meltzer. <laughs> she even has protested Foley's Santa appearances and working for Reynon. The same journalists that found Otongu, Otunga and Enzo guilty have been quiet about this. Everyone has been quiet about this. Yeah, if man. it isn't true, then why are these journalists defending the accused wrestlers? If it is true, why are they silent? Especially during this Me Too time and they have no problem covering things Mr. McMahon might have done 40 years ago. Thanks, Josh. Um, okay, Josh. If this chick is saying that she was raped by Dave Meltzer and Mick Foley, I think she's trolling everybody, obviously. So what do you think about that? Yeah, bro. It's, yeah. That's a, they're not guys that are gonna rape anybody or fight anybody. They're just meek personalities. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't do that. All right, you got it, Joe. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Who's this bum? Oh, that's out of taco. Go to the Rhodes is back in WWE. I mean, what more can I say about this guy that I haven't said already in previous videos leading up to this? I thought he was I Japanese. That the very second he shows up, I'm going to be fucking bearing his ass. I'm going to be calling him out. And sure enough, that's what is that's what this video is going to be, or at least the first part of it. So Cody Rhodes is a fucking sellout. He is. He's a fucking sellout. He's Cody sellout Rhodes. He is. He's a fucking sellout. The guy sold out on everybody. He literally turned his back on everybody ever since from the time that he first left WWE back in 2016 or whenever it was. So up until right before he left AEW, everything that that man had stated, everything that, that man had done supposedly was for the pro wrestling fans. He, All right, press pause. he, he basically went press out pause. and started. This, this, this is your absolute, like if you, this wrestling otaku guy is like the poster boy for wrestling neckbeards. Uh, his yeah. I mean, look at that. I mean, this is like your 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 like perfect example of like your neckbeard wrestling fan is like this guy right here. You know, the, the guy sitting next to you in the crowd. We were like, "Fuck, could this guy have showered before he right. came out?" What the it's, fuck? Yeah. Okay, let me just say the guy sounds and looks like a humongous mega mark. Right. He is. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's been the mailbag. <laughs> 